Welcome to an all-new episode of Tell You Later. Sincere thanks to all those who support us on Patreon. See the full list at the end of the show. And there's always room for more. We haven't got a title song for this show, so we're singing this thing instead. Okay. It's really just a substitute. Nonetheless, the melody may stay in your head. Oh, I hope so. Because it's a tune. It's a tune. You'll love to croon. You'll love to croon. Ah, but there's one thing you should know. We have to confess we do not possess a title song for this show. Ain't it peculiar? Believe it or not. We haven't got a title song for this show. Oops. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to another episode of Tell Ya Later. Yay! Yay! As you can tell, we're on location today. Woo-hoo. Yes, thank you for all the patrons who support our show and got us gas money so we could come here and do this with the amazing Phil Lawler. Hello, everybody. Yeah. We can, we so can. nice to be here. Isn't it? It's lovely. I know. And he's not even lying. He's so happy to be here. He is so happy to be here because... He has so many stories to tell. And the truth of the matter is that, did I say thank you to everybody? Did I thank everybody? Everybody. So I I want everybody out there to know that they're being thanked because we really appreciate you. Phil used to live near me and then decided to hightail it out of here. And so we get very little opportunity to be together. I know. And so special when we can come together and be together and have fun together like we used to, like we used but to. you know, you are always welcome to come and visit me. Yeah. Always. In lovely Arizona. In lovely Arizona. We have a room all yeah, just I'm specifically for you guys. Yeah, I'm thinking I might go right in the middle of August. <laughs> yes, it's, <laughs> you know, it's just like California, except without the humidity. Something like that. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Phil, you're out here doing some adventures in Odyssey work. Yes, in, I am. Out here, meaning beautiful downtown Burbank. Yes, it is. Beautiful downtown Burbank. Bank. Beautiful downtown Burbank. Yes. yes. We never had Gary Owens on the show, did we? No. We could have. You should ought to dig him up. That was, ooh. <laughs> no. No, no, no. Okay, all right. All right. No gallows humor. So we were just, uh, so many things I want to talk to you about. Okay. We were looking at Will's book, though. Why don't we show Let's first, talk about his book. Let's, okay, so. Hike, uh, popcorn pop- haiku. And you notice who's on the cover. <laughs> Both Will and Katie because are on the I'll cover. I'll tell you why. Yes, we are. This is Popcorn Haiku. And, uh, oh, and I apparently wrote the elucidating forward and perplexing <laughs> afterward. Uh, but this was taken, actually, at uh, our house because uh, for those who buy the amazing crew of one, mm. uh, because we have... Our patrons get to see extra episodes, right. so we had a whole series we do called Adventures in Popcorn. Uh-huh. Because well, and so as you, you can see, these are colored kernels. We tried food coloring one time <laughs> and ended up with very blue tongues. Ah, so yes. I wouldn't recommend it. But the last thing that Will had published, and he was desperate to get this out, was Popcorn Haiku. 
and I highly recommend it. I think it's celeb works. Very, it's, very. So we funny. were just cracking up. I think Phil would like to read you a few excerpts. It's very fun. I just, I'm just cracking up at the names. Yeah. Well, see, Will did all yeah. the artwork. Show all the, the artwork show. So, for instance, here, <laughs> hand-drawn artwork. This is some of the hand-drawn artwork and from bizarre, Will Ryan. Bizarre, bizarre names. Bizarre names. Here's some more. Uh, this is especially fun for me to do with Phil because Phil. Uh, <laughs> so here's. Here, here Who is, is it, Phil? This is Quellmore Middle. Quellmore Mildrip, retired oofter. He's a retired oofter. I have no idea what an oofter is, but this guy's retired. And why is from he it. in the popcorn? Book? He What's is, he known for? He is known for. He is the, the inventor of the popcorn dance. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you remember. Do you remember Malcolm in the Middle? <laughs> do you remember they had a show or no? What was I was going to say. Do you cute? remember when we first started doing Fort Blanket Review, which we all did together? Fort Blanket still kind Review of was together. sort of a um, live stage show Will of and Will. And, Will. and um, actually, the last people. one we did was in uh, at Sonicon in uh, Virginia last October with Kimmy. With Kimmy because Robertson. Will, Will couldn't, Kimmy Robertson, because Will couldn't make it. He was so sick at that point, but we yeah. had Kimmy substitute in. But, uh, what we, is Fort Blanket Review? Well, it's, it's, a, it's a live stage show where we do We're still live stuff. Where, <laughs> where, where we, we do live, um, live sketches from Adventures in Odyssey and other things. And, that, other. And, other, and other things. It's not just Adventures in Odyssey. But we had so much fun. But you know, when we first started doing um, when we first started doing Fort Blanket Review, it was back when I was living here in California, up in one of my uh, upstairs rooms, and it, I turned it into a little sound studio, and I had you and Will and myself, and we were all just talking. It was just like kind of like what we're doing right now. Exactly, and actually. One of the episodes, and I never got it edited. I still have all of this stuff. I'll try to edit it and send Supposedly, everything out. Supposedly, it still exists. It's, still, it's all there. I still have all the all the tracks, all the voice tracks. But one like of the, all this tape one, and a big box. Exactly, oh, yeah. Yeah, all the all the zeros and ones now. Um, uh, one of the episodes, speaking of popcorn, was all of us eating popcorn on the mic. Oh, so really? Remember? Don't you remember that? We all had a bowl of popcorn, and Will said, "Okay, everyone, one, two, three. I'll, I'll find it, in, but it was hilarious. We'll we tell were just, you we later just had we so did much, a one so ASMR episode. That was yeah. Will's idea because everybody likes to hear this kind of stuff. Yes. Let <laughs> me drink some water. Okay. Meanwhile, I will introduce you to Beggy Oopflaw, who won a fresh popcorn, who wore a fresh popcorn necklace to school every day for 16 years. There's Beggy. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you read her haiku? Becky, Supposedly Becky's these are all contributors. Haiku, the, the waiting game. Pop. 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 Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Pop, pop. Pop, 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 popcorn. All right. Thank you, Becky. Interpretive. a wonderful. 
What did the wonder- retired oofter write? Uh, let's see. Uh, let me find. Let me find Mr. And I'm going to segue out of this. I have I, a segue. I, that's perfect. Okay. Um, but here is Quell, uh, Quell, <laughs> Quell Mildrips. Quellmore. Quellmore Quel Mildrips. Haiku. Biffle and Schuster spoke idiots for popcorn. Nowhere of they speak. There you go. And there you have it. Credit where credit is due. I don't where know if it means he wrote this or he's just a fan and Will included pictures of these incredible people. It's really amazing. Dale stuff. Eli <laughs> kicked out of Harvard for drawing popcorn kernels all the time. All the time. <laughs> all the time. He couldn't stay. Anyway, Had it's just go. a lot of fun. It's just jam-packed with page after page and after page of haikus works. And, and stuff. And I think Celeb, Celeb Works, works is going to make it available, I think, at C-E-L-E-B-W-O-R-X. Celeb yes, Works. Celeb Works. But I wanted to, there's a little dedication here. Um, and it's very sweet, actually, because he wrote it to me, and it surprised me. But what he says is, my co-star in television, radio, the internet, and beyond for over three decades, and who never fails to inspire, encourage, and collaborate in idiosyncratic enterprises such as this. And that was very, very sweet of him to write that, but I think it could have been said, for you too and that's why I want to talk about because people don't know all the things that we have done some people are watching this show who are very aware of Adventures in Odyssey and that's of course you created the show with Steve Harris but a big chunk of it is (laughs) is yours and and I owe my my Connie Kendall existence (laughs) to you but we have done we were brainstorming traveling somewhere at an airport and all of a sudden Phil was telling me about all these other things we did together that Half of them, I, I didn't even remember. We've uh, me, had a long career together. Me too. I mean, just off the top of my head, so Space Racers. Space Racers, which uh, is a PBS show, right? I think it was PBS, yeah. And I think, it was, I think it's been in a lot of different places. Wait, can we start uh, chronologically? So, yeah, well, I mean, I've forgotten so okay, many Okay, well, let's see what we can come up with here. Let's put on our thinking cap. Okay. We already have I have my cap on. In honor, in honor of Mr. Will Ryan and his headgear. Your I'm wearing my covering. own headgear, my cranial covering, my... My pate, <laughs> my my pate bag, <laughs> my, pate, my, uh, my pate, what's a chapeau, <laughs> what? whatever. Anyway, so chronologically, so, okay, starting out, yes, I worked with Will first. So. Yes. Oh, oh, you've got your new uh, tell you later tote bag. Cute. I love yeah, it. Did you get that at Merchalator? I sure did. Merchalator.com. So look, super tell cute. ya later bag, and That's it's got awesome. everything in it. Do I they got- have hats? We did Dumbo Circus and some other stuff, but then we worked on Odyssey. Right. Starting with Odyssey. What after that did we work on? Now, you did Jungle Jam. Jungle Jam. And apparently we had a little cameo. You did. In Jungle Jam, where we had entered the wrong recording studio, (laughs) right? Yes, and we constantly referred to you guys. Millard really? the Monkey. Oh yeah, Millard I the Monkey. Know that. Was, Millard was on. We started one Jungle Jam with Millard saying, I, "I want the same deal that Connie Kendall gets. I don't care what. <laughs> no, no. Listen, Morty, you've got to give me the same. I want. Look, have you seen her dressing room? <laughs> you, look what I got. I got bananas and w- and the wood pulp here. You, she's got everything. I want the same deal. Oh, hi. This is Millard the Monkey from Jungle Jam and Friends the Radio Show. 
Yeah, yeah it, was, now, it was wonderful. Yeah, Chris was on there, wasn't she? I think Chris was. I think we did a lot of references to... <laughs> we did a lot of references to uh, Did you do other voices stuff. besides Millard on that? Uh, yes, Jean-Claude the Flying Squirrel oh, was another one. <laughs> and uh, Coyote. Coyote was a coyote. Uh, and uh, also, uh, Weatherby the Owl. Weatherby the Owl was another one. So like I did those. Nathan Carlson did most of the other voices, though. And, uh, and it was amazing. It was... In fact, your microphone here, you guys can't see the microphone, but your microphone here reminds me very much of what we did in Jungle Gym. As a matter of fact, this whole setup kind of reminds me because what we did... Do tell. Uh, well, we were we were recording in home studios long before home studios were ever popular. Uh, we got a microphone very much like this microphone, and we had a blanket very much like this blanket, put a frame around it, and it was basically a blanket fort. And that's where I got Fort Blanket Review. Now, because is that's that exactly because what happened. You- didn't want to pay a studio? It's because we wanted to have that kind of control. Uh-huh. Yeah, we really just wanted to have that kind of control. You heard it here, folks. You uh, heard uh, it here <laughs> first, folks. Phil <laughs> likes to have control. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit controlling that way, a little bit controlling. Awesome. But it actually worked out great. It yeah. worked out really, really spectacular. I mean, the recordings are pristine. And, and it was so much fun. And if you have a chance, I'll just do a cheap little plug here. Go Please to do. fancymonkey.com. Fancymonkey.com. And that is where you can find all of the Jungle Jam and all all of the Razzle Flabbins and all of the little dogs on the prairie videos that we did. So uh, they're all there. Wow. So, that's so Lots amazing. of stuff. And, and, and the reason you actually came on the show is because I promised you could plug anything you wanted. Right? <laughs> yes, so that's exactly. That's, that's in lieu totally. of payment. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, didn't we bring you some water? <laughs> yes. You brought me some water in my hotel room. Yeah, yes, well, you. you know, but I carried it over. <laughs> Counts. Yes, but it was like in your mouth, and that was. Well, not, not okay, See, this is our cup. Moving right okay, along. There you go. Okay, so I didn't get to work on any of those things, but no, what but else? you really wanted to. I really did, and it would have been great if we could have had you on there. To. It would have been really wonderful. It was so much fun because I mean, you started out as a writer, but before you were a writer, you were also a like comedian. Oh yeah, stand up comedy, did all sorts of stuff, a lot of song, a lot of uh, uh, musicals. Did a lot of musicals when I was really young. So did you really want to be a writer or an actor? Well, here's the thing. When I first came out here, I used to do a lot of, of back where I'm living now in Arizona, we used to do a lot of musical theater. And there were what else some, are you gonna do? Yeah, really. Um, and so there were a lot of people who said, you know, you have such a unique look. You should go out to California because nobody looks like you, and you can get lots of work. It would be fantastic. You would be great. Who are these like, people who told you? Yeah, that? well, these were people who knew nothing about the business apparently. <laughs> Um, because uh, I went, okay, that's fine. It was always a goal of mine anyway. It's just not them talking. It's always six hours away. Sure. So I went out, come, came out here, uh, my wife and I did, and it's like, uh, there used to be, I don't even know if it exists anymore, but there used to be an industry paper called Dramalog. Oh, and yeah. Dramalog had all of the auditions for theater, for uh, film, for radio, for anything that you were going to do. Dramalog was the place to go. And so I would look at Dramalog and it would say, we need somebody who's about 5 feet 9, 5 feet 10 inches tall, who has blonde red hair and a fair complexion and blue eyes. And they're describing me. They're describing me. It's like they came and took a picture of me. And I'm like, I got this role. This is my role. And so I go to the audition and there are 50 other guys who look just like me. Welcome to California, baby. all connected and I have no connections at all and so I said you know um, this acting thing is really fun and I really like doing the acting thing but I doubt very seriously if I'm going to get anywhere as an actor so maybe I could put 
the, the words the actors say down on paper. And so I started writing. I'd, write, I'd written for a long, long time anyway, but I never seriously thought about it as a career. And, uh, and so I went to, I started writing stuff and I started submitting stuff. And here's, here's one little story about that. I, I, I took a, some courses and did some writing and um, I, I had written a story uh, way, way back in the, in the days of our youth. They had these things called magazines. I remember and those. You remember those? Yeah, there were actually I, paper I, I, Mad magazines. Mad, Mad magazines. You could actually hold favorite. them and turn the pages and read stories. And they actually had um, magazines that had short stories in them. So they were all fiction short stories. And then, of course, there were magazines that were informational magazines. And so I had written two articles. I had written a short story. And I had written um, an informative article about film services. It was I was working for a film services company at that point, and we put a chemical coating on film. Now most people don't even know what film is these days, but it used to be motion picture film, 35 millimeter film, had two sides to it. It had a it had the the base, the celluloid base, and then it had the emulsion side, which is this which is what the images actually were. And that would go through a projector, and we would fix them. And uh, that's, that's so all. Complicated. Yeah, it's How very did complicated. How they ever do it? But we but we had this whole process of we would put. Uh, so, so to resist the scratches, because when you put a film through a projector, a lot of times it'll scratch the film, and that's sometimes why you see in old films, if you ever watch really, really old films, you'll see a, this line go across the screen, and that's, that's all scratches. Well, we could take those scratches out. This is a chemical process, right? Wow. So I said, you know what? This would make a good article for a specific magazine. The magazine doesn't exist anymore. It was called Box Office Magazine, and I thought, you know what? I think I'll write for them. I actually submitted it to several magazines that were industry magazines. So I, you, this is a waiting game. When you write stuff, you send, submit stuff out um, to uh, different places. Back then, it was a long waiting game. You were waiting for weeks because they had to go through all of the other submissions that they Did they, you they just get. Wait like this. <clears throat> I just waited Twiddle like your this. Thumbs, yes, I, I didn't even eat. You know, you just waited. At, at the end, it was kind of like you got real thin. <laughs> so. <laughs> At any rate, um, I got, uh, I heard back from the literary magazine first. And the literary magazine um, sent me a lovely letter with their embossed stationery, on their embossed stationery. And it was just a couple of lines long. And the line said, Break your pencils, you will never be a writer. No way! That's exactly what it said. Break your pencils, you will never be a writer. That sounds like somebody like, broke into oh, the mailroom and got. This person must have something. been having a really bad day. And so I was like, okay, that's pretty demoralizing. So wow. I put that letter away. And then the next day, I got a, a letter from Box Office Magazine. We love you. We love your writing. We love your article. We want to publish it. That's good. So I made the first sale directly after them. My very first sale Let directly after a, a complete, you. complete, insulting, degrading, demoralizing letter from a magazine. I made my first sale. So yeah, it is. It's a good lesson to, to think about. Wow. Just, I mean, you, you can't just take one person's opinion. No, you can't. Right? You because can't. I used to, I don't think I ever mentioned this but when I was in college um, I lived in a dorm mm -hmm. at, at first and this one girl made it a point when she walked past my room to do this <laughs> No. And I, it took me years I, it, it, it was in my head but it took me a while to realize I think she was trying to tell me something, <laughs> but you know, I kind of... It's a process of elimination. Like, what could this possibly be? You know, be? because they did, some people didn't like the sound of my voice. No. 
I'm no. not even kidding. Yeah, I got Come fired. On. I got fired from a job because of that. Really? Yeah, I did. A voice job? No. Oh, okay. It was working at a, <laughs> like a store, and my job was in customer service, so I had to say, you know, we need help in this department. <laughs> <laughs> they are like, we need... And you got on the intercom? Yeah, that well, was my job. Well, perhaps that wasn't necessarily the best that job That was my you. job, so they, they let me go. But <laughs> let me ask you a question. Can writing courses, do you think writing court, you can really teach writing? I think you can teach a lot of the principles of good story. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, writing still needs, uh, I mean, that, that's going to require a bit more study to you do, need a to do good writing. Vocabulary. You need a good vocabulary. Well, you do. You need good vocabulary. You need, um, you, you need to have a very, uh, an excellent command of language. You need to love words. Um, well, you I, actually played one of my videos here, the logophilia videos, where I say at the end, if you're going to be a writer, you have to love words. So you need to really research that. But you can learn the basic principles that everybody should, because story is everything. Well, it's because, all we have. Do you think, like when people ask me about voiceover, yep. I say you can have a good, but you really need to be a good listener. Yes. To I think be successful in voiceover, and by the same token, I'm wondering if you have to be a really good reader. You have to be, to be a good. good you do have to be a good reader to be a good writer. Absolutely, read a lot. But you what what you really also have to be, um, I, I think, is maybe even more important than reading. You have to be a good observer. Mm. You have to observe everything. Uh, Ray Bradbury said this. He said writers are um, people who who have antennae. All over their bodies. Isn't it antennae? Okay, whatever. You gotta love words. And and the, the antennae, they're all always looking for stuff. They're always like seeking flies. Out. With flies, flies with, lots with, of with eyes, 10, eyes all over your body. And, and ears. But you have to be always aware of what's going on around you because you never know with, with what you observe what's going to pop into your brain as a story. Well, that's true that's for actors, too. Okay, sure. so you're an Odyssey and we're busy doing Odyssey, but mm -hmm. all of a sudden... yeah. You start doing other things. We start doing Jungle Jam. We start doing. We started doing other other stuff, and it's in in no small part thanks to you. Me. Yeah, and thanks to you and Will because. How could that be? Well, because Will especially, but you also uh, introduced me to people like Daryl Van Sitters and Ashley Postlewaite over at Renegade Animation. So Will was doing a show. He was doing a show called Elmo Aardvark, which you hear the music on this show yep. all the time. As a matter of fact, our patrons. Well, I don't know when this is playing, but they they get to hear special music. Excellent. That we put up there. So uh, I think it's the Elmo Aardvark vintage soundtrack. That's and is, it's awesome. As we're recording this is what's being featured Perfect. for the patrons. Fantastic. Perfect. So Will wrote the first, and he mentioned this yeah. on the show, the very first internet series yes. that ever existed yep. was yep. Will's he creation. A, he did the art. And he came he to me. You to write. He came to me uh, during an, an Odyssey session, and he said, do you remember this character? And he held up a picture of Elmo Aardvark. And of course, me, Mister. Oh yeah, I remember that guy. I remember that guy. He was a yeah, great. Did he, you really? He was like really, really before this time, right? And I'm trying to, I'm trying to out 
out trivia Will Ryan for one thing that was impossible to do. But then he said, "Well, it's interesting that you say that because I just created this character." How could, did you really lie? I thought I was blustering through. Yeah, I remember that character. He was uh, well. You know, Will, if he, and, Will is and famous and Will could for catch you in that. He was great at catching you and doing that all the time. Yes, fictional reality. And and that's what what Elmo was. Uh, he had a whole history of Elmo Ardvark. He had a whole big long you thing talk about of Elmo. Backstories. He was great. Oh, look stuff. at all these little characters. Yeah, all these, all these silly backstories. Here's Irfy Plar Jr. <laughs> Cannot pronounce popcorn without hiccuping. Baffles science. <laughs> awesome. awesome. All right. Okay. So anyway, we started working on um, Elmore. He asked me if I would like to to help him write Elmore Ardvark, Outer Space Detective. Uh, outer space. Elmo Ardvark, outer space detective. Corey detective, Burton detective. was Corey, the, Corey Burton was I the announcer, and uh, and uh, Diane Michelle was uh, uh, Vava Voom and June Foray was Salamagrandi, the, <laughs> the, the the space witch, and I played Zobo the robot, and um, and uh, and then Will was uh, Will was Elmo, and we did songs and we did stuff, and the and the whole idea behind this, we were we were talking about what we wanted to do, and I said, you know, the thing that we should do is not make each episode a real a long thing because first of all Renegade is not going to want to animate a really long thing and secondly it's 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 better for us we should take a cue from from uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle and and just do a short you know short little pithy always pieces. leave them wanting always more. leave them wanting more and then take and then the next episode you take up the bulk of the time recapping the previous episode so that way you're only getting like that much new material do you know what I time. did on the show do you remember what did you do Will asked me to come in. He goes, I did the obligatory letter writing episode where there was no animation, pretty much, and That's I was right. just reading the voice. Oh, yes, over. yes, yes. That was great. Um, that I was can't awesome. remember. I'm sure you can find it on the internet. Dear Elmo, rather than <laughs> yeah. I did the voiceover. <laughs> and you would be indignant in some, some of them and really appreciative in other ones. That was really great. So we did, we did several of those, and that ended up to winning. To enjoy the full episode, please support us at patreon.com slash. Tell you later. Thanks a lot. So uh, anyway, Daryl calls me up and he says, "You know, we're doing this high high puffy on the union." That's a true fact. That's a true fact. Okay. And um, so, so he says, uh, "You know," and our voice director that we're starting is just not working out. Um, so I, I really thought of you, and I wanted to call and, and ask, "Do you know any voice directors?" Oh. <laughs> Tell You Later is a Patreon-driven entertainment show. So what are you waiting for? Come on over. Join us at patreon.com front slash tell you later. I'm going to go to Wit's End. Yes! I'm finally here! 
Look, you want a real candid conversation? Here's a real candid conversation with Connie. <laughs> candid conversations with Katie, too. 